Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes. Welcome to Draft Dudes Podcast. Kyle Krabs joined by not Joe Marino. Rather, Chris Schubert in the co-captain's chair with me today from the Draft Network. And uh, we are going to be diving into the college football landscape and how it might be changing some things on how we approach our scouting process, which we're very very excited to dive into today. Uh, Chris, I know you have to tell everybody about our friends over at Bet Online, but let me ask you this. If you're a betting person, yes, I know you are, if it were available to you, what team in college football would you bet is the next that's on the move? Oh, this it's funny because I'd love to, I'd love to see if there were some odds from our friends over at Bet Online that had a list right. of yeah. these teams where I could bet because it could be could be my my alma mater it could be a little forks up action they could be going uh, someplace else. Really? The the Big Twelve is apparently on the table. We are going to get into it all here on the show. But if oh, you want to if you want to get involved in the betting action, our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports number info. One. You can find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's Wimbledon finals, Major League Baseball, the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today, and you will receive a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Believe to get the bonus and get into the action bet online where the game starts and normally our segue on the show kyle is now we start here but i don't know where to start with the topic that we are talking about on today's show well chris i am gonna hit i know you chris schubert is a big wrestling guy huge wrestling guy huge big wrestling guy so i'm gonna hit you with a wrestling reference here okay um but it's about our friends at bet online it's not about the college football thing you know how uh funaki is smackdown's number one announcer number one announcer yes bet online is the number one betting resource so it it brings me so much funaki is smackdown's number one announcer. it brings me so much joy that you did that when joe wasn't here because it would have taken us another 10 minutes to explain that to joe of what was going on there so i appreciate that yeah who's funaki what's a smackdown it would have been a it would have been a a disaster um so we last did a show on friday we did takes on takes uh dudes discussions with the dudes and philip rivers on your podcast feed yesterday on the holiday but the last time we were all together and talking football we were just getting the news that usc and ucla we're going uh, to the Big Ten. Since that moment in time that we did takes on takes on Friday, you've probably had to have a couple of those energy drinks that you're drinking there, Kyle, because there has been news aplenty of teams going to different conferences and what this is going to look like. So do we want to start with the rumored list of the next teams that the Big Ten is looking at? The Pac-12 announcing today that they're going to start their new media rights conversation. Teams are meeting with the Big 12. There's a lot. Yeah, so the Pac-12 is going to try and get their media right, rights locked in before any of the teams abandon ship. Is that correct? And there's four teams luck, meeting tonight with the Big 12. Good luck selling that product. Good luck selling that product. Yeah. Okay. Larry, is it still Larry Scott? No, not Larry Scott. Uh, right, Thomas. He, he just left, right? Yes, it's Thomas Dimitrioff, I believe is his name. 
The Pac-12 commissioner? Not to be confused with Thomas Dimitrov, former Falcons general manager. You know what? There, there could be some some mix-up on my end. Uh, maybe it's Tom. Maybe it's Klitkoff. Maybe that's the Pac-12 commissioner's last name. Man, you Let, scared the daylights out of me. George. I know Thomas Dimitrov. George Kilikoff. <laughs> yes, I, I, we were we were close. We were you know it was same thing. Oh, okay. Tomato, tomato. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, nothing, um, nothing to see here. So no. Um, the four teams meeting with the Big 12 from the Pac-12. Can I guess them? Sure, please. You've already mentioned Arizona State, so I would assume they're going to be in the conversation. They are one of them, yes. Colorado. Yes, and there's an extra piece of note. Their Board of Regents is holding a, uh, I, I believe they're referring to it as an emergency session uh, this evening. Oh, so the the, the Big 12's... The, the, the wheels are moving here. The, the wheels are moving. Yeah, the, yes. the Big 12 said... Okay, uh, Pac-12, hold our beer for the most crumbling conference <laughs> while we pillage you is effectively what's going to happen here. Uh, is Utah amongst this group? They are, yes. God, yes, I hope this happens so badly. Okay, and then I guess the last one would probably be Arizona, just regionally. Those would be the four teams, yes. And I saw somebody note that if Colorado rejoins the Big 12, they will have more conference championship appearances than like any other school that is still remaining in the conference, I think, is how that would work because Texas. and So I thought I, I found that to be very enjoyable when I saw that statistic. Okay, so the Big, the Big 12 would be losing Texas and Oklahoma, but they would be adding... ASU, Arizona, Utah, which is a massive get for them because that also makes Utah and BYU now a conference game. That rivalry is now a conference game if this happens. And I'm so glad you brought it up because they already got a little bit ahead of the curve when Texas and Oklahoma said that they were out of here and they brought in a bunch of teams uh, from the AAC. So they did a really good yes, job here Cincinnati, setting themselves up for success. BYU. And who was the fourth team? Houston, Cincinnati, BYU. All right. I'm, the, I'm both the well, producer and the co-host. I got it here. Regardless of who it is, I've, I've sat in that chair many times. I could sympathize with you greatly. Uh, although uh, I will say UCF. Very, UCF. UC. Okay. Um, I will say this. I had a take a couple weeks ago on Takes on Takes in regards to the demise of the Big 12. Um, but if they if they successfully pluck over four six teams from the Pac-12, I'd like to change my tune. I suddenly have a little bit more. It was about uh, the Big 12 never having a college football playoff appearance again. I, I think Utah is a massive get for the Big 12. Now they're going to be viewed as an inferior conference relative to the SEC and the Big 10, and understandably so when you consider the powerhouses that are there. But I think that gives you a lot of legitimacy as like a tier two conference in this new landscape where you're presumably going to have two conferences, the Big Ten and the SEC in tier one. We don't really know what's going to happen to the ACC, but they're very quickly going to be running out of teams to pluck over and help themselves to, which in my mind makes them more susceptible to be a team that or a conference that gets plucked by the bigger conferences anyway. Correct. If you're not actively acquiring new members right now, you are at risk of being dissolved. 
That's where we're at right now. It we there there is just a battle for power and a battle for supremacy in college football right now when it comes to what I believe are going to emerge in some capacity three powers here. There are going to be three conglomerate of teams that are going to emerge here. The SEC as it currently stands, whatever the Big Ten is going to look like, and we can talk about the idea that Notre Dame's atop their list, Oregon and Stanford are also on that list as well of teams that they're trying to acquire for expansion. And then I think that third vacuum gets filled by Right now, I think the Big 12 is the leader in the clubhouse with what they're trying to do, but either the Big 12, the Pac-12, or the ACC, whichever team is able to gobble up enough of the others to give themselves a, a, a big enough base to be able to, to survive. But Kyle, there's so many different angles to this. You brought up the, the ACC angle that they're just quiet right now. There's nothing you're hearing from that. The Pac-12 looks like they're on thin ice. You have the Big 12 looking to expand. I'm fascinated by the idea of what with what we do on this show from a scouting perspective, what this does mm-hmm. to how we do what we do and what and it changes the evaluation process. The entire bowl system is getting upended. The national championship picture is upended. This is a major milestone offseason in the in the college football landscape. And Kyle, it feels like it came out of absolutely nowhere. Did you know most people are paying too much on their auto loan? Dave used Auto Approved to refinance his car, replacing his overpriced loan with a cheaper loan and lowering his monthly payment. Now, since he's saved with Auto Approved, he's sitting behind the third base dugout instead of the bleachers. Auto Approved connects vehicle owners with their best available rates to refinance their existing car loans with no markups ever and handles the paperwork, yes, even the DMV, making it simple to save thousands and pay less each month. How? By instantly accessing the nation's top lenders to uncover great savings. When you refinance with Auto Approve, you get your best rate and more with an advocate that works for you to make sure you get the best deal that's right for you. In fact, in 2021, Auto Approve was able to save their customers on average over $150 a month. That means more money for better seats, better snacks, or that new jersey you deserve. Not only will they save you on your monthly auto payment, but for all of our listeners that refinance through Auto Approve, they'll send you $100 cash to your mailbox. So what are you waiting for? Auto loan rates are historically low. Take your tailgate to the next level when you refinance with Auto Approve. Put more money in your pocket for what matters most. To find out how much you could save and to claim your $100 cashback offer, visit autoapprove.com slash believe. That's autoapprove.com slash B-L-E-A-V. You knew once NIL kind of opened the doors uh, for for players to have a very different college experience uh, that the NCAA, or I should say the teams and the programs specifically, were going to follow suit and they were going to conduct themselves differently. So uh, this, yes, from a front-facing standpoint, has been very sudden, but I, I'm sure the tea leaves and, and what's been going on behind the scenes, these have been conversations that, that we've seen. Um, so my, I guess my proposal here would be you almost have to – the conference is naturally built in regional scouting for you, right? Now, I think one thing that you're going to have to do from a scouting perspective is, is even more so mirror what actual NFL teams do, which is geographical mm-hmm. scouting. Uh, And and I do think that the conferences will probably end up to some degree mirroring uh, what that geographical scouting would look like. You could probably draw the line from 
I don't know what the academic credentials are of the teams in like North Carolina, but I know that's a big deal for the Big Ten, right? Is you have to have a certain academic performance standard for them to to want to add you into the ranks. But you could probably take the United States and you could draw a line across the top, either at the bottom of Virginia, because I know the University of Virginia is going to qualify, or underneath North Carolina and just run the tree all the way from sea to shining sea. And guess what? That's like that's going to count as your powerhouse conference. That'll be like Big Ten if they add Oregon, if they add Notre Dame. They're going to have all the heavy-hitting schools in the northern portion of the state. And then it sounds like you can take the Big 12 and just kind of divide the south half in half. And it's you know, the Big 12 is west of whatever mystery line in Texas, east or west of College Station that you want to draw. And anything on the east of that is going to end up being what we perceive the SEC is going to be. Now, obviously, that leaves a lot of the ACC teams in question for Florida State and Miami and Clemson. And But like, if this progresses the way that it feels like it's going to, I don't see any way that the ACC just exists in a bubble regionally. But from, from a scouting perspective, that's how teams do it, right? You have a Northeast scout. You have a Southwest scout. And I think that's that's it's going to add more on your plate, which is kind of a cool twist of irony for how we chose to do it this year, right? Where we don't have everybody who has like a singular conference now. Right. We put all the teams back in a pool and we drafted and we said, okay, like – we want to have more cross-pollination across our conferences. Well, now college football is naturally following suit and saying, yeah, bet, cross-pollination is a good thing. Let's go ahead and just start stealing teams from each other left and right. Yeah, I, I think there's so many takeaways here. And that's I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you were able to talk about the scouting part of it because obviously that's what you do more so than what I do. So to hear that it's kind of in line with the way that we currently do things is interesting. The other interesting thing, at least from a high-level takeaway, the Pac-12 is going to be left without a dance partner here. Like they're going to just be left out to dry. And the only thing I see them doing is they're just going to merge with the Mountain West and just gobble up those teams. And then like, well, it will be Pac-12. And if you're just listening to the audio version, I'm putting air quotes around Pac-12 because it would be Pac-12 in name only, just like it's Big Ten in name only now. Just like it's SEC in name only. Like, those names don't mean what they meant 5, 10, 12, 15 years ago. It's a different world we live in now. Those names are just marketing power and branding power. They don't have the draw of, like, oh, SEC means Alabama, Georgia. No, now it means Texas and Oklahoma and Alabama and Georgia. And it just means something different. It means more, I've been told, uh, once or twice. Yeah, we've heard that. You know what I don't think we take into account enough like this iteration of college football that we are leaving behind um have you ever gone back and googled to see what the old college football conferences used to look like it 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 hurts your brain sometimes and how relatively recent they are in the grand scheme of things Mm -hmm. for us this is like our adult life and for people who are younger than us and people who are maybe a little bit older than us, this is this unprecedented upheaval of everything you knew about college football. I think probably only rivaled by the spurning of the BCS for the college football playoff. But when you think about it, some of these other conferences that existed 
and who was in them as recently as like the 80s like college football has done this before and it will do it again and they're the programs are going to follow the money anybody who went to an undergraduate degree and didn't have a full ride scholarship you'll be absolutely stunned to know that the universities are just going to follow the money and that's it's a business right it shouldn't be a business but it is a business Mm -hmm. specifically on the football side of things yeah well, e- even higher education in general. But Correct. yes, from a football perspective, when you have television deals, and that's why I think it's hilarious that the Pac-12 is going to sit here and talk, <laughs> talk about uh, their, their media rights when you don't even – you're going to wake up tomorrow and you're going mi- to lose another third of your conference. Okay, let me know what, what television station is going to buy that up. And it, yeah. uh, it's probably going to be stadium. You're, you have, you're, <laughs> you have two teams left. You like, have two teams left that are, that are bargaining chips, Oregon and Utah. That's it. Right now, as it currently stands, like it, not, neither of the Arizona schools are big draws. Washington's not the draw that it used to be. Oregon State doesn't do anything for anybody. Stanford's not the powerhouse that they were in the Pac-12. It's, and it's Oregon and Utah. And it's already reported that Oregon applied for uh, membership in the Big Ten. And we talked at the beginning of the show, Utah is one of the teams that is being eyed for the Big 12. And let's be very clear, and we probably should have said this at the jump. This is extremely fluid. There's just stuff happening all over the place. There is stuff being leaked and news happening all over the place. So some of this is going to end up panning out and being true. And some of it is just going to be part of the noise of what is going on here uh, through the remainder of the summer. But that's part of what we do is we have to react to it. And what we have in front of us is the two draws that the Pac-12 have left could within the next 48 hours no longer be there. Chris, it's enough to make your head spin. Would you say that's a fair statement? I would agree 100% with that statement. Yeah, now, here's the thing. If your head's spinning, your head might not always be in the right place for whatever else comes your way during the day, right? And the last thing that you want is to be somebody who's sitting here thinking about conference realignment, and next thing you know, you're too distracted to make sure when opportunity knocks at home with you and your partner that you're not ready to go. Or, you know, bad day, stress, whatever else it might be. So do not let distractions and negativity interrupt the fun for you and your partner. That's why our friends over at Blue Chew are here to help. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form. And because it's all virtual, there's no visits to the doctor's office, there's no standing in line at the pharmacy. Everything is discreet, it's done online, and it is shipped directly to your front door. Their process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days all done online, working with you to find the right dosage for your prescription to help combat all forms of ED. So here's the deal. Go to Blue Chew to try Blue Chew free. You go to bluechew.com and use promo code BELIEVE at checkout. Just pay $5 in shipping. That's bluechew.com. Promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get your first month free. You hear Joe talk about it all the time. Flat should describe your TV screen, not your TV sound. Experience your entertainment like never before with the new Sonos Ray. Compact, easy-to-use soundbar puts you at the center of shows, movies, games, and more. Perhaps maybe you want to listen to your favorite podcast. Maybe it's a show in which guys are being dudes every day, potentially Monday through Friday for about 30 minutes. Maybe you want to put that on your Sonos Ray. Well, you can get the crisp high 
utilize the precisely balanced bass, breeze through the very easy setup with help from the Sonos app. Even Joe was able to do it. You can even use your own remote for your control. And when the TV is off, you can stream music, radio, podcasts, and audiobooks from all your favorite services. That's right. You can stream all the content you love with a zero stress setup and use your existing remote. Visit Sonos.com to learn more. Okay, Chris. Yes. Um, so, can you confirm or deny? Okay. Uh, the the big the Big Twelve, according to uh, Dennis Dodds, and this was about an hour ago. It says six Pac-12 teams. Yeah. So are they are they making Except a play? We discussed four. Yeah, I didn't I didn't see a list of where there were six. So the, again, this is a process that is ever evolving. What are the yeah, two other ones? <laughs> it, now, all it says is breaking news from Dennis Dodds, CBS. The Big 12 is in deep discussions to add up to six Pac-12 teams. As you can imagine, the college football subreddit and the uh, TDM Premium Discord are it's it's, it's been it's been a, it's been a lovely couple of days here. So the four that we mentioned earlier, right? I think are the are the easy four to assume. Yep. The yep. other two. Do you go big fish and try to get Oregon? Like that's, I mean, Oregon and Stanford. Yeah, are, are, you're trying to you're trying to counter the Big Ten, right? You're trying to make the play of we're going to get these guys first. The only the only school that you could pick up to do that would be Oregon. Man, would now, it even? I mean, the Big Ten apparently kind of told Oregon to kick rocks for the time being because they're waiting on Notre Dame. Right, and, I don't know and, why you wouldn't want both of them. Uh, if, if Oregon comes knocking on my door, I'm saying, yeah, great, absolutely. Right, and, and, let's, and... Let's make a Western division all that much more sensible for us to create instead of having two L.A. teams and everybody else floating around east of the Mississippi. But that's just me. So I'm, I'm reading Dennis Dodd's... I'm doing something that you're never supposed to do in podcasting. I am reading the story that Dennis Dodd posted on CBSSports.com while we're doing the show. So inaccuracies, right. you can credit to the fact that I'm doing this in real time. But I want to read you a, a, power, a piece of the, of the story that I think is very important. Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah bring an annual average value that at least matches the 12 members of the Big 12 set to remain with the league once Texas and Oklahoma leave in 2025. So just to show you the power that those four schools have, just by getting those four schools, and that's not Oregon, right? Like, that's not what I think the big fish in the the Pac-12 that still exists, so that's the play here from the Big 12. They think there's a lot of money in those four schools. Clearly, what Dennis Dodd is reporting is, is that there's there's numbers and truth to back that up. And the Big 12 feels like if they can get those four schools, Texas and Oklahoma can go away. They're not going to really lose any revenue. Is West Virginia going to stay in this? Dude, I, they're, they're, they feel like the ultimate left at the altar kind of team here. Like, I don't know where they fit in. Like, do they fit in the ACC's potential trying to keep up with the Joneses but are unable to do it, and so they just add West Virginia? Like, just geographically, it makes sense. I also think it would make some sense, and I, I know we, we've kind of acknowledged the, the potential restrictions the Big Ten has, but if the Big Ten could add Pitt and West Virginia and get that thing fired back up again— that that I mean that rivalry is huge, but they never play each other. And then if I'm if I'm the Big Ten, I'm also looking at Virginia Tech. 
I mean, the ACC is a huge hunting hole. Well, I was reading. I was reading earlier today. Super excited. Georgia Tech to the Big Twelve to the Big Ten, and I was like, we're waiting on Notre Dame, and now we're talking about Georgia Tech. Like, there's just it feels like it feels like these conferences are just scrambling. They're just like, just we got to get as many teams as we can, and then we'll figure it out later. Right. Feels like just a mad dash. Now, how much of it is a mad dash because we're learning all of this stuff the way we're learning it? Or is it also a mad dash behind the scenes for all of these programs? Because let's look at it this way. We're looking at this from a very high-level conference perspective, right? But let's look at it from an individual school perspective that's not part of this big trio that's forming. You want that cash grab. You want you want to be you yeah. want to be courted. You want that you want those I want dollars. To be, I want to I want something in the mail for me from somebody asking me to go somewhere. Right. You, if you're West Virginia, please court me. I'll go somewhere. Um, you know what I could not care less about? It's scientifically impossible for me to care less about. Okay. How this changes the bowl schedule. Well, bowls, bowls no longer matter. And they they haven't mattered for a very long time. They're now even, like, they just, they're glorified exhibitions at this point. So... I guess here, here's the thing that I struggle with. Here's the thing that I struggle with. Because the nice thing about some bowls, especially when players have an incentive to play, a.k.a. the college football semifinals and, like, the Rose Bowl. And yeah, like the like New Year's right? Six in that capacity, yes. Yeah. There, there's some level of prestige, so players are typically going to play. You get to see another quality opponent. And I guess the thing that I'm worried about from a scouting perspective in these super conferences, right, is how are you going to – how are you going to schedule them out? Because what happens if, let's use Penn State as an example, right? And you suddenly add another six teams to the Big Ten. What happens the year that Penn State plays Ohio State because it's a protected rivalry on the schedule? Mm-hmm. They play Michigan State, but then you have your non-conference games, which... I would assume you're probably going to see a larger conference schedule with all that the extra teams in the conferences. The only way to do it, you may go all conference. Right. So play exclusively within the conference. What happens when the only two teams that are ranked within the top 70, 75 schools in the country, you play and you happen to play them both before uh, the middle of October? Right. Like from a scouting perspective, that makes it – if, if I'm watching Penn State play, uh, I don't know, let's say, no disrespect, but Illinois, wow, Indiana, um, who are some middle-tier programs that we're talking about potentially joining the Big Ten? Georgia Tech, I, I would consider a middling program. Georgia Tech is on the schedule. Like, you, you really have the potential to, depending on how big the conferences get, really miss out on more quality scouting exposures you almost have to have each conference live as its own you individual ecosystem with tiers within the conference almost like what what european soccer does right so you're you get regulated relegated if you underperform 
and there's tiers within the conference. It's a great point, Kyle. I think a couple things here. I think these conferences are almost getting to a point where they're almost going to overdo it to their own detriment, right? They're going to have too many teams to where you're not going to get USC playing all those big-time schools in the, in the Big Ten every year like you thought you were going right. to, right? Because you have too many teams, and the schedule is going to have to get too big. Secondly, I, I was saying this to some friends over the weekend, and I said it again this morning. I think this is going to be the biggest missed opportunity in college football in, within the last 15 years because I think this is a, an opportunity to completely reshape the way we think of the game and think of the way it is presented to bring in something that American sports does not have, which is a promotion relegation system. They could do it. All of this movement is creating a vacuum and chaos to where these conferences could get together and be like, okay, we got to do something so that we're all on an even playing field so we all can have what we want. And this is the way that you can do it. Now, there's too much money and there's too many egos involved for those people to be able to get in a room and, and to figure this out. So that's not going to happen. And I think it's going to be a missed opportunity. Right. No, no program is going to want to join a new conference that say, "Yeah, we'll sign up for the B version of the of the conference." Right. But what I think, what I think, this is going to push us further and further towards. And I talked about this a little bit on Friday, Kyle. I think this is just going to push the SEC more towards. You know what? You guys just do your own thing over there. We're going to go over here, and we're going to play our own thing. Give out our own trophy. Give out our own championship. Make a crap ton of money because CBS is going to pay us and ESPN will pay us for the championship game. We'll just make money hand over fist. You guys do your thing over there. We'll be over here. That's what this is going to become. The, the Super League of College Football is is upon us. And you know what's going to end up happening? They're going to do it for like five years and they'll see, hey, you know it would be really cool? If the champion from our league right, played, played the, the champion from your league, now you got a college football Super Bowl on your hands. And they're just they're just gonna do that. And then they're gonna be like, hey, you know, it'd be really cool if we all came back together again and we did one big thing all all together, and then you'll be right back where you started. <laughs> it's just a circle. It's just it's, a big cycle. Right. Right. It feels like that's where we're headed. I, I am I have been fascinated by 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 all of this and just in 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 terms of how rapid it feels like it's happening. It went from college football's quiet, we've got some some recruiting news, some transfer news, we're getting ready for the season to start, and it was just like USC, UCLA are going to the Big Ten, and we were just off. Like, it was just full speed ahead, the train has left the station, and I don't know how we're going to stop it. Like, that, that is how this has played out over the last four or five days. And I don't think we're done. I mean, you have the, again, like I said at the top, the Big 12 is meeting with those four uh, Pac-12 schools. Colorado has a Board of Regents meeting tonight. Like, there's stuff going on. Whether or not it leads to anything is to be seen, but Colorado having a Board of Regents meeting, they're going to discuss these things. The Big 12 talking to these teams, they are trying to move the ball forward. Stuff is moving. Stuff is happening. Whether or not it turns into actual pen to paper sign these teams are going to a new conference, we'll have to see, but there is a, a power game that is being played, what is now amongst three conferences, and we'll see who gets left out. Right now, I think it's going to be the Pac-12 because they're just going to get gobbled up. And I think the ACC is just kind of left sitting out, hanging out, doing nothing. I want to leave you with a, a scouting observation as we shut it down today. And it's the worst feeling in summer scouting. Scouting Minnesota, right? I'm watching John Michael Schmitz, the the center, and watch T Tanner Morgan over the weekend and, and gloss back over um, – Mo Ibrahim, the running back, what a good player. Been there for six, six years, seven years, be like a seventh year player for him. He blew his Achilles out last year. Um, and th there's this other running back on the roster that's really popping to me big time. And I'm like, okay, Minnesota's got a dude. Is he eligible? I got to go look and see if he's eligible. Chris, 
it wasn't even the fact that he wasn't eligible. It was the fact that Marquise Irving transferred already, and he's not in my region anymore, and I know this guy can play, and he just transferred to Oregon. So now I'm not going to be able to watch him play. But running back, Marquise Irving, named to watch for the Ducks. Obviously, they lost Troy Dye. Uh, who transferred to the Big Ten inbound USC Trojans? Uh, this, <laughs> this, this is going to get. It's good. You thought the COVID yeah. year stuff was a problem. This stuff's going to be an even bigger problem for us to try to weed right. through. <laughs> you're so going to end out for me. You're going to be the meme. You're going to be the meme, and it's always sunny in Philadelphia with the guy pointing at the board, and there's just the there's yes. the stuff. It's that's going to be you. Keep track with of the changes in college football. Yes. Week in and week out. So, hey, thanks for checking out Draft Dudes. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed. Joe is off this entire week. That's right. Just us two. The rest so of the week. Kyle Krabs, Chris Schubert. Uh, we'll hold down the fort. We'll have a good time. Uh, we want to thank our friends over at Online for their continued support of the show. We want to thank all of you for checking out Draft Dudes. Make it a great Tuesday. We'll talk with you guys again tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.